Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tennessee Conservatives Big Seven. My name is Adelia Kirchner, and I will obviously be filling in for Brandon this week. Before we get started, I want to remind you that you can help us fight big tech by simply subscribing to our e-newsletter. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and make sure you hit that green subscribe button. You can also follow us on the free speech platforms where we have not yet been shadow banned. That would be Twitter, Gab, Gitter, Truth, Rumble, and MeWe. Now, here's the deal, guys. I did a thing, all right? Don't sue me, but I did a thing. I actually, I got a stapler out today, and I have, in fact, stapled together the Big 7 news stories. Now, the reason I bring this up is that I feel as though I might need to apologize to the few of you out there who may be slightly disappointed that, unlike Brandon, I will not, in fact, (laughs) be tossing papers over my shoulder and onto the floor at the end of every news story. I just cleaned this room today, and I feel as though that might be a bit counterintuitive, so I will not be doing that. I'm sorry to disappoint, but I'm sure you'll live. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into our first news story of the day. Governor Lee sets special session for late August in response to school shooting. Five months after a shooter killed six people at the Covenant School in Nashville, Governor Bill Lee will bring lawmakers back to Nashville to cobble together a solution to the mass murder. Lee announced Monday he will call the General Assembly into a special session on August 21st to bolster public safety and, quote, preserve constitutional rights. The governor floated a plan in late April to enact temporary orders of protection allowing law enforcement to confiscate weapons once a due process hearing is held from people deemed a risk to themselves and others. However, the legislature took no action before the end of the general session. Probably because they didn't want to deal with this. They didn't want to... They wrapped up the legislature, like, in a pretty speedy fashion, okay? Um, so, it was quite clear that they really did not want to deal with gun legislation at the time, probably because it was just a legislative session full of drama, full of all the stuff that put us in the national spotlight, okay, and it was kind of embarrassing, and they probably were just like, can we just wrap this up and deal with the gun legislation later, and that's pretty much um, the case because they're obviously not going to get to it till August. Anyways, Lee did not mention guns in his Monday press release, but said he would meet with lawmakers, advocacy groups, and Tennessee residents over the summer to talk about solutions. Conservative Republicans are likely to oppose any sort of order of protection dealing with firearms, which is also referred to as a red flag law. Democrats and moderate Republicans, or (laughs) what I like to call them squishes, okay, or what we like to call them around here, rhinos, moderate Republicans, right? (laughs) Are expected to back the governor's plan, and some lawmakers are seeking even more restrictions such as tougher background checks and bans on military-style firearm sales. Tennessee residents are encouraged to leave their opinions in advance of the special session. You can find a link to the official form in the article on our website. So make sure if you're interested in letting your uh, voice be heard that you go check that out. We have story number two, okay? Covenant School Shooter Manifesto to be turned over for judge to review. 
Metro Nashville Police Department is being court-ordered to hand over the Covenant School shooter's writings for judicial review. After a lawsuit was filed May 1st by James Hammond, former sheriff for Hamilton County, and the Tennessee Firearms Association in cooperation with Judicial Watch, MNPD announced a delay in the closed review preparation process for the public release of written material regarding the manifesto. MNPD was advised by their legal counsel to hold in abeyance the release of records. Gotta love that that law jar- jargon, that, that lawyer speak. What do they call it? Legalese. It just sounds so fancy. It's so nice, except for it makes absolutely zero sense to most of us. Um, anyways, they were advised to keep the records away from the public, right, um, in light of that lawsuit. But now they have to turn over unredacted copies of the documents in question by noon on May 12th for a Nashville chancellor to review privately in what is known as a camera review. Two meetings have also been scheduled, moving the legal processes forward. The first is a status conference to be held on May 18th at 1 p.m. The second is a hearing to be held at 1 p.m. on June 18th. At that hearing, MNPD will have an opportunity to put forth an argument explaining why the court should not release the records to the plaintiffs. There has been no word on whether the media will be allowed to be present during these meetings. Now, there's been a lot of back and forth. There's people who think, oh, we shouldn't release the the documents. There's probably too much personal stuff in there. It's probably just going to hurt the living family. Um, You know, people just want to see it for entertainment reasons. It's not really for evidence reasons, whatever. And then there's other people who are like, we just need to know what caused this so that we can try to prevent it. And that we can argue our gun because there's so many people like screaming for gun control at the moment. We need to know what the actual root cause was. And if these documents can provide us with that, then we should be able to have the documents. I think that, you know, if there's anything that directly affects the living family of the shooter or the living families of the victims in a way that's negative and it's not necessary for evidence reasons, then I think, yeah, redact it. Okay, maybe you don't release all the written documents, but you need to release what's relevant. (laughs) And at the very least, lawmakers should have had this stuff this whole time. Um, They should have had it right away. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Anyways, guys, be sure to check out the Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast. This week, our buddy Steve Abramowitz did some great interviews with five-time SEC women's swim champion Riley Gaines, Memphis Election Commissioner Benny Smith, Jackson Elliott from the Epoch Times, and the Washington Examiner's Gabe Kaminsky. And don't miss the ever-popular Steve and Steve segment on each show where host Steve and producer Steve discuss whatever is on their minds. Look for Mill Creek View Podcast Tennessee on Rumble and Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast podcasts. All right, y'all. Story number three. I like this one personally. Um, I'm not super well-versed in issues of security, but this sounds like a good thing to me. Governor Lee signs $230 million school safety bill intended to fortify safety of Tennessee schools in wake of Covenant shooting. This week, Governor Lee signed into law a bill that is aimed at fortifying school safety in all public schools as well as private and church-affiliated schools. Lee said, Every year since 2019, we've worked with the General Assembly to prioritize school safety, and this year we've passed significant measures to fund an armed SRO for every public school, enhance mental health support, and boost physical security at public and private schools across Tennessee. 
Primarily, the changes to current law in the bill focus the fortification of school buildings with the inclusion of additional locks on doors, more surveillance technology, security systems, doors that cannot be breached from the outside, and locks on all classroom doors. In addition, the bill compels all schools, including private and church-affiliated schools, to hire armed security guards or sheriff's resource officers who have the appropriate training which focuses on active shooter crisis scenarios. Further, every district and every school must have school safety plans in place, and those plans have to be communicated to local law enforcement agencies as well as state-level education and safety departments. Schools will also be required to perform three kinds of annual drills to prepare school staff and law enforcement agencies on what to expect in the event of an emergency situation. Now, I think that all sounds like a grand idea. I think that all sounds like things that maybe we should have already been doing. I know Tennessee has not had um, a lot of school shootings, um, especially in comparison to other states, but I just feel like these are buildings full of our children on a very, very consistent basis. So maybe we should, you know, be protecting them. It's a very vulnerable population children are. Which brings us to our next story. Tennessee lawmakers respond to DOJ interference in new laws protecting children from being victimized by predatory medical practices. Late last month, a lawsuit to stop a new law from taking effect, which prohibits what proponents call gender-affirming care for minors, was filed by the Department of Justice in federal court. Tennessee's law protects children from life-altering medical consequences, but the DOJ claims the law violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, discriminating due to sex and transgender status. Governor Bill Lee, who called the lawsuit federal overreach at its worst, said in a statement that Tennessee is committed to protecting children from permanent life-altering decisions. Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson said, I'm very disappointed. It's just another blatant overreach by the Biden administration through their weaponized Department of Justice to come in and try to thwart and subvert the will of the Tennessee people. I agree, my good sir. The Department of Justice has been weaponized. In fact, it is just pretty much a activism organization at this point. An activism organization fighting for equality and equity and for the rights of LGBTQ plus people. I mean, just go look at, go look at their statement about this, about them suing Tennessee. Go look at it. It's very, very special, if you will. Anyways, this goes on. A recent report from the Washington Post suggests that a concerted effort by local grassroots and conservative publications are responsible for pushing Republican lawmakers into finally passing laws that will protect children from predatory medical practices that would have life-altering consequences. To paraphrase the article, Matt Walsh's efforts echo those of other conservative media in the state, including outlets like the Tennessee Star and the Tennessee Conservative and political advocacy group Tennessee Stands, whose executive director Gary Humble has played a notable role in pressing GOP lawmakers further right on cultural war issues. In last year's Republican primary, Humble came within about 800 votes of beating Johnson, a 16-year incumbent and leader of the Senate. Johnson then moved this year to become a lead sponsor on the drag show and gender-affirming care bans. I think this, this type of stuff is good. I think that the way uh, it's kind of been covered or the way that it's been perceived by the rest of the country 
and by a lot of college students, by a lot of people who are only reading headlines um, is maybe not the best. But I think the actual legislation itself, the actual legislation that kind of does ban drag shows, the actual legislation that does um, keep children from being subject to this type of surgery, they are good bills. So I'm happy with it. It protects our children further. I'm kind of irritated with the DOG, but the DOJ, it's fine. It's fine. We'll see how that lawsuit goes. I'm pretty sure um, Arkansas is also in a similar lawsuit. Uh, so who knows? But I, I, I shall digress and I will throw the show over to pre-recorded Brandon for a minute. All right, guys, you ain't getting this news from nowhere else. Why don't we have more conservative media outlets? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because conservatives give conservatively and liberals give liberally. <laughs> that is the issue. We don't take left-leaning corporate money. Uh, we don't uh, run uh, the water or carry the water for the rhino establishment. If we did, I would be swimming in cash. But because we are a grassroots-funded organization, we limp along with a little bit of money in the bank, and old Brandon doesn't take a salary at all for all this work that I do. So please, uh, to help us in our mission to bring the truth about state government issues that you can actually do something about, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support and give. If you want to know if somebody is conservative, there's only two things you need to look at, their calendar and their bank account. And if there's no money being spent and no time being spent on things that actually make a difference, not educating yourself past the point of diminishing returns exclusively, then you know you got an issue. You're better off just not paying attention to this stuff. So please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support. Hit that button. If you give any amount, we will send you, and I don't have these with me, but the image should show up over in this area, I hope, uh, <laughs> thanks to the magic workings of Jason Vaughn, we will send you a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker and a Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker along with the directory of all your state and local officials. Now, if you get $50 or more or a $10 donation uh, monthly or more, then we will send you this fantastic uh, Stop Feeding the Rhinos or Don't Feed the Rhinos tumbler, which is made of a rhino's horn. Uh, I'm sorry we have sent poachers to Africa to do this, but don't worry, uh, they were not harmed, and they don't really use that horn for anything anyway. And we'll also send you a proud Tennessee conservative koozie, and you will get my uh, undying gratitude for your help. All right, guys, enough begging. Next story. All right, guys, let's get into story number five. Lee signs bill into law requiring parental consent for some sex education curriculum and club participation in public schools. Legislation requiring Tennessee schools to obtain parental consent before allowing students to participate in clubs or courses that discuss sexual orientation and gender identity was officially signed into law by Governor Bill Lee on May 5th. As originally introduced, the bill required a student's parent or legal guardian or the student, if they were 18 years or older, to provide a written, informed, and voluntarily signed consent to the student's local education agency before the student could receive instruction through the family life curriculum, participate in a survey, analysis, or evaluation, or receive health services provided through a coordinated school health program. Under consideration by the Tennessee General Assembly, the legislation was amended to add the requirement that parents would opt in to allow students to participate in school clubs and organizations. 
This opt-in approach would replace the typical practice of requiring parents to opt out, which is more likely to have more students participating in activities without the explicit approval of their parents because parents aren't always informed of what's going on. And so what happens when they're not informed, they don't have the chance to opt out, their child is participating in something that they're not okay with. So there you go. The intent behind this legislation is to combat the issues of parents being ill-informed about what their children are truly participating in during school hours. If properly executed, this law has the potential to improve communication between not only schools and parents, but parents and their children. Alrighty, guys. Story number six. Governor Lee signs bill to expand school choice ESA program to Hamilton County. So, all of you non-homeschoolers out there who happen to be in favor of um, school choice, all of y'all out in Chattanooga area, this is for you, okay? On May 5th, Governor Lee signed legislation that gives families in Hamilton County an opportunity to choose the best school for their child. Through Tennessee's Education Savings Account Program, hundreds of students across Nashville and Memphis can attend the school of their choice, and now Hamilton County has been added to the mix. Representatives Rush Bricken, John Crawford, Tandy Darby, Jer Jerome Moon, and Kevin Rapier declined to cast a vote on the matter. Repeating their no votes were GOP representatives Dale Carr, David Hawk, Todd Warner, Sam Whitson, and Cameron Sexton. Eligible families across Memphis, Nashville, and Chattanooga are invited to apply for the 2023-2024 school year. You can find a link to the application form in this article on our website. This Follow the Money report contains in it, in my opinion, uh, why conservatives want the Republicans to do one thing and why Republicans say they'll do one thing and yet they get up in Nashville and they do another. And it is the conflict caused by where the money comes from and from whence the money comes from. And once you start looking at the numbers and you start looking at the categories, you will plainly see and quickly see exactly why we can't do anything about school choice, illegal immigration, corporate welfare, and so many other issues. It's all a bunch of virtue signaling. And it's because uh, when you take the money, you owe people things. And after that debt piles up long enough, Eventually, the constituents back in the district, eh, they're just not as important. So, go to followthemoneyreport.com, followthemoneyreport.com, and get your copy of this absolutely free. It's got information in there that you're going to want, and you're going to want to share with other folks uh, who are conservative and like-minded, such as yourself. Followthemoneyreport.com. All right, guys, let's get into our last story of the day, story number seven. Hamilton County School cancels Mother's Day lesson following pushback from Moms for Liberty. Guys, I wrote this one. I know, it's crazy. It's so crazy. I, I know, it's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> a Hamilton County school librarian recently attempted to expose students attending Alpine Crest Elementary School to children's literature with roots in queer and gender studies. The librarian sent a note home with the K through second grade students to let parents know the details of what was being labeled a Mother's Day lesson and give them the opportunity to opt out for their child. The two books selected by the librarian for this read aloud lesson were Stella Brings the Family by Miriam B. Schiffer about a girl with two fathers who's going to attend a Mother's Day celebration 
and Mother Bruce by Ryan T. Higgins, which is eerily somehow, I swear it's got to be related to Bruce Jenner, aka Caitlyn Jenner. Like, you cannot tell me that that's not somehow related. Like, even if the author, it was like a subconscious thing that the author did, you cannot tell me that's not related. Anyways, Mother Bruce seems to bring up questions regarding pronouns and confusion through the story of a male bear that's a group of baby geese believe is their mother. And the cover of the book says Mother Goose with goose X'd out, and then it just says Bruce. Because I guess we're we're modernizing nursery rhymes, guys. That's what we're doing. Progressivism. Anyways, um, the Mother's Day lesson was ultimately canceled once word spread throughout the community and enough people had contacted the superintendent, school board, librarian, and school administration. Um, Local chapter Moms for Liberty president Tanya Dodd learned about the situation and it frustrated her and she reached out to the superintendent and others right away. Hamilton County Schools spokesman Steve Dormus issued a statement on the controversy that said in part, In this instance, as an administration, we choose to put a hold on the planned lesson at Alpine Crest Elementary School as we continue to consider the best ways to serve our students and families. Now get this part. Get this, okay? The issue in question here is not the content selected. So, sorry? <laughs> it's not the content selected, okay? But the range of content available in the lesson that would have been inclusive to all family models. After this, left-leaning organization Moms for Social Justice started a petition on Change.org to get the Mother's Day lesson rescheduled. The petition goes as far as to deem Moms for Liberty a far-right extremist hate group and has gained over 700 signatures, which I think is absolutely insane, but, you know, whatever. All right, y'all, that brings us to an end of our Big Seven for the week. If you like what we do here at the Tennessee Conservative and you want us to stick around as a donor-run publication, go to tennesseeconservativenews.com and make sure you hit that red support button. Also, be sure to check out our podcast on your favorite listening platform. Subscribe and leave us a review, preferably a five-star one, because as you know, we are working hard to bring you your state and local news from a conservative perspective that you are probably not getting elsewhere. And we're doing it on a donor publication's budget. So, you know, make sure you support us in whatever way you can. We appreciate your listenership. We appreciate your readership. And we will be back with another Big Seven next week.